Hello. And welcome to Makers at Dev episode 108. I just realized because I totally rewrote the intro, like the, the automatic editor, we probably don't need to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> but we can if we want to. I don't know. Uh, no, Chris, did you know? It's that, weird. Right. Did you know that 108 is a semi-perfect number? Semi-perfect. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What is semi-perfect? Lots of factors? Lots of, or it's it almost a square? Factors. Almost a square? Uh, uh, go back to factors? Okay. It has something to do with factors. There is a... I don't know. <laughs> the the sum of a subset of its proper divisors, which I think a proper divisor is, is just a factor. I think that's I think the same so. thing, yeah. um, is equal to the total. So oh. 108 has the, the factors 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 9, 12, 18, 27, 36, 54. And you can take a subset of those, 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 6 plus 12 plus 27 plus 54, and that equals 108. A perfect number would be if all of its proper divisors. Oh no, a proper divisor is different from a, a factor. Is it different? A prime factor is different because it, it has to be prime. Yeah, prime factor is different, but a yeah, proper factor I guess it, or a proper divisor sounds like a factor. Yeah, so, yeah that does sound like a factor. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a semi-perfect number. Uh, if you can take some subset of the proper divisors and uh, add those up to the the full number, and a perfect number would be if all of the proper divisors summed to the number. Okay. Uh, can you tell me one other semi-perfect number? A number whose uh, proper divisors, uh, a subset uh, of the proper divisors sum to the number. 54 or or 216. That's 54. my guess. I just double and half to 108. Uh, I don't have an easy way to, <laughs> to verify. <laughs> oh, no, I do. First few, uh, 54 is not... And what was the other one you said? One hundred and two hundred sixteen. I just I just multiplied. No, eight, but not, two. All right. not two sixteen. Or, uh, do, do you want to take one more guess? Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. The, yeah. Uh, the number six is the oh. the very first semi perfect number. Okay. Six has the factors uh, one, two, and three. Oh, six would be a perfect number then, right? Two plus one plus two plus well, three. Six is, is a factor, six. right? Oh, six is wait, also... Wait, that doesn't, that doesn't wait, make any no, sense. Wait, no, then there would be no perfect numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a perfect number? One is a perfect number. Uh, six is also a perfect number. Okay. Six is semi-perfect and six is perfect. So I guess you don't you don't include the number itself. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, yeah, excluding yourself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how are you? How Great. was, your, how was your last week? Three minutes of math. Awesome. Yep. Um, <laughs> my last week was fine uh, i'm talking to you on a brand new microphone which it turns out we did not need because the problem was my computer not my microphone ah awesome uh, never never wasted excuse to get more gear though that's precisely awesome. um, <laughs> excited to have more gear i like this one better though I, I don't know how it sounds yet on the recording but it's usb only and uh it so it saves a whole step so it's probably not quite as uh, high quality but it's better than my macbook mic so we'll go with that yeah. Sounds great to me. I think it's a uh, very good quality. And I love the convenience of not having to have the audio interface. That's yeah. It's like a whole, half the wires on my desk right now were the wires going into this interface and yep. back out of it. And yeah, having something that was just USB would uh, make a lot of sense. And yep. that's a lot cheaper than what I spent on this, yes. on this setup. Uh, yeah. and, and Amazon sent me a box that had two of them in it. So I paid for one oh. and got two. Huh. And there's no there's no real easy way to return half of what you got so, yeah oh, i'm just keeping it <laughs> yeah, yeah interesting in the past when amazon has made mistakes like that with me like they sent me uh children's toys like 
Legos and uh, mm-hmm. something else, and I contacted them to say, hey, I got this package and I shouldn't have gotten this package. What what do I do? Like, I'm happy to send it back to you or something. And they said, ah, I'll just keep it. As yeah. an act of goodwill or something, they said. It, 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 was it, a, it was a strange term they used, but nah, I was like, it's, okay, whatever. It's profit. It costs them more to ret- to get it back and, and reshelve it than, it, than yeah. they make in profit. So yeah. it's just profit motive. Yeah. Oh, do you know about these giant pallets that you can get of returned yes. Amazon stuff? And you don't yep. know what's in it. You just buy it and it's it's some multiple thousands of dollars and then you, you go through it. And yeah. Sometimes there's really good stuff in it. There's lots. That's, there's lots of uh, several unboxing videos online of those, and sometimes they're combined with fix it like videos. I saw one. He got like a pallet of broken switches from Amazon, like Nintendo huh. switches, and he was able to fix like half of them. So he made like I don't know ten grand or something. That's so cool. I yeah. love things like that. That's yeah. it's surprising to me that that's where returned things go, and I love that it, it makes sense to me at the scale Amazon's operating at. I imagine something like I don't know one percent of. The things that i bought on amazon have returned so probably one percent roughly of the total things people buy on amazon are returned so not a big enough percentage to matter really you're, you're just trying to get rid of the stuff and if you can make back some of the money from it with minimal effort still in this systematized way that that makes a lot of sense i think in my head i have this idea of like oh every return that i send it to amazon like there's a person there who's like hmm wonder why they returned this let's inspect it and ah there, there was a tear in the shirt let me, right. let me patch that up real quick and like no like that can't happen yeah, at the no. scale of amazon because they're they're getting stuff in that uh they they have no capacity to repair there was a, a heated jacket that i just returned to amazon and i narrowed down that the problem in the whole setup was the battery mm. because we have multiple of these aurora heated jackets and i swapped out the batteries in the different jackets and i figured out it was the battery and so when i returned it I, I was able to swap it out and they just sent me a new one before i'd even shipped out the the old one and i put a sticky note on the battery that said hey this is the, this is the problem like it's the battery yeah. it's not the jacket or anything else and i'm hopeful that someone somewhere will get that sticky note and it'll be helpful but <laughs> probably not <laughs> like yeah. uh, well, it'll I just mean, go through I mean, the machinery of yeah, I'm guessing it went into one of these boxes, and so whoever opens up that box will now know it's the battery. So that's probably helpful for them. Yeah, I hope so. And maybe it's someone who has the capacity to be able to repair batteries. I I think uh, in some of the unboxing videos I saw, they kind of cluster stuff together. Like you could get a box yeah. of electronic stuff, and that makes a lot of sense to me. If you're a, a technician that's able to repair that category of thing, that'd be cool. Um, we got some stuff to talk about. How is the stable diffusion competition going? The one where you're yeah. Uh, let me let me see if I remember what's going on. You're you're taking an image and you're trying to figure out what description generated that image, but it's not the description; it's the tokens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The embeddings of the um, description. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm currently in sixth place out of two hundred and sixty something. So that's that pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. Current currently a gold, but there's still two and a half months left, so a lot of room. Yeah, uh, to move there. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a process which is working and I know where it's going to sort of break and I already have the next uh, sort of thing I'm going to do after that. And that is, but I only have one GPU. Uh, I'm, I'm really thinking about buying another one. If, if, there's, if there's any contest that needs more than one GPU, it's this one. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Would it make sense for this one to just uh, buy some on-demand? I GPU could, but with stuff. like two and a half months, like I could run, I could be running a GPU twenty four seven for two and a half months, which will cost like fifteen hundred dollars or something. <laughs> so if I'm going to spend that much money, like I can buy a whole computer with a GPU for three grand, I think. So, uh, I think there might be we'll an see. iPhone alarm going off, either in your space or mine. Yeah, I think it's yours. That was mine. That yeah, was mine. Okay. okay. Sorry, that's been going off for oh just thirty seconds. Right. To anyone listening, that that wasn't your phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> I yeah yesterday I was watching videos. This is completely unrelated, and I don't remember what it was, but there was some kid who was talking in the background, and this was after the kids had gone to bed. So I kept taking my headphones off and trying to listen for my kid. It, it, yeah. it was on the video, but it, it <laughs> I couldn't figure it out for like a minute and a half. That's yeah. funny. Car uh, honking noises in songs. Yeah, the uh, same sort of thing for me. It's terrifying. I'm like, oh my god, who's talking to me? But <laughs> advertisements on the radio that start with police sirens. Uh terrible. Sh- should be illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> um, I'm all for buying new gear. If this is a excuse to buy a new GPU, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I could compete without it. So it it is just an excuse. I haven't decided yet, but okay. I, ha- I have the money in my business bank account, so it's uh, burning a hole in that in that account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're making those Google bucks now this is yeah well I, I try to keep this in in my like i try to keep gear acquisition separate from my like living expenses that's smart i think it'd be fun I, yeah I, I like you having more gpus if if <laughs> I, I like you having gpus so much more than like gamers having gpus you're actually yeah. solving real problems and doing cool stuff and what are gamers doing they're, they're just enjoying 60 frames per second instead of 30 who needs speaking which I, I heard hogwarts legacy is like a gpu hog is that correct is it like i ah uh, yes i started off on the medium recommended settings mm-hmm. and then it kept crashing mm-hmm. and oh man it was such a debugging experience for me trying to figure out why it was crashing like if it's overheating or if the graphics are too high so i turned all the graphics way down like at the lowest setting and it was still crashing and then i took a bunch of stuff apart and i was taking the, the gpu apart and i put it back together and then i did it and then it would work for a little while but then it would stop working and I nailed down the issue to that the the GPU I have is just like physically bulky and heavy. Mm. And so when it's plugged into the PCI slots in the motherboard and the computer is uh, uh, vertical, it sags out. And I guess just one of the connections in the back of it in the oh, PCI wow. slot comes slightly undone. This took this took a week of just yeah. fiddling with every single thing and trying to figure it out. And I noticed I noticed if I like lifted up the GPU one of the debug lights on the GPU would turn from red to green. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, also, one of the on the motherboard, when it would crash, the VGA debug, easy debug light would go on. So I knew it had something to do with the graphics card. And I had previously, in trying to solve this issue, like swapped out the power supply and uh, read a whole bunch in the manual about the motherboard and f- tried to reset the PRAM and a bunch of other stuff. But it's just physically i had to lift up that corner of the gpu so right now the the gpu is propped up with two wooden blocks <laughs> if you take those blocks away the game will crash <laughs> so uh oh man i haven't i haven't quite pushed it up to like the the maximum it can go but it's a it's a beautiful game that's uh very rich and yeah even with the graphics that they're, they're back up to medium like the recommended settings when i go through a doorway it like pauses because it has to render the things outside of the the doorway that i'm going through but uh yeah it's just like my microphone problem it's like computers why, why do we even try <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me that these work at all i had this thought yeah. when i was working on cars with my brother-in-law patrick that the number of the number of things in a car that could break and make it so that you can't drive a car hmm. are in the tens of thousands and yet, if you look at a highway, that it's just that many cars are working. All of the things that are in this critical path of making the car go, all of those things are working most of the time. And that's astounding to me. This, it's, it feels like such a delicate balance of us. You could, you could look at the human body in the same way. It's the, the number of things in your body that could break and just be a catastrophic failure. And yet, there are so many people in the world who are just doing their thing, chilling out. It's remarkable to me that 
we we have anything working at all ever yeah yep uh this is a uh, podcast of sidetracks but that's okay we're yeah. uh <laughs> uh yeah other than that so that's what i've been working on well that and work uh work is getting busier because i'm getting more uh confident and competent with what i'm supposed to be doing like i'm you know i'm about four months in or something so i'm finally understanding certain things which means i have more work because like i understand what i'm supposed to actually be doing so that's taking up more time yeah that's what i've been doing though i would love to pick your brain about the new chat gpt api yes yeah sure. what uh, my, my understanding of this is it's the same model that was, uh, it's, it's the model that was available that was powering ChatGPT, which was a slightly advanced model over what was already publicly available uh, from the GPT API. Uh, that was like GPT-3. It was this DaVinci 3 model. Yep. And this is now DaVinci 3.5, effectively. And it's 10 times cheaper and significantly better and the the api shape is slightly different because it's tuned for chatting so it's you, you have to reframe your prompts in in this chat framework yeah. uh of like call and response and saying okay this this is what the machine this is what the the assistant said and then this is what the user said and now you reply as the assistant uh did i, did I get that basically right so far yeah i think so yeah a lot of the change like the models are are very similar but a lot of the change to the prompting they do to the model which makes it kind of turns it into this chatting interface um so they've already done that smart prompting for you yeah and now you can just talk to it yep okay i would love to pick your brain specifically about how if this changes anything in the problem that i'm chewing on of how to first how to, how to take a segment of a transcript of a clip and turn that into a title which I think absolutely, I think that's like, that's, mm -hmm. I was going to use the GPT API for this anyway. So I think this just means that that's going to be cheaper and faster and better. Um, and the second question I have with this is, might, might there be a, an approach now that wasn't possible before that is possible now to take an entire transcript of an hour long episode or something and extract the useful clips? What, what are your thoughts on those two? Yeah, so I think so. I also sent you this with the Whisper API, which is uh, speech to text right mm. um and all in i think it's cheaper than what you were going to do so yeah the trick is if you can get the relevant parts out i think what you could do and still be cheaper than three dollars per hour is send in the entire transcript so use whisper to transcribe it send in the entire transcript to chat gpt and just ask first of all well like uh i guess you're asking titles for clips but just ask for clips so you say here's a transcript of a podcast blah mm. you know what are you know what what's one interesting clip or you'd have to work on how to you know uh phrase it and that's mm -hmm. where it might be tricky but you have to try some back and forth but it's like what's an interesting section of this transcript mm. what's another interesting section what's another what's another and then you have four clips um i think that would work uh that prompt yeah. engineering is what i'm curious about what like what those prompts might be i'm also like can i just feed it an entire transcript of an hour-long video that seems like it, it would be an absurd number of tokens but i guess if it's 10 times cheaper now that someone might... fed it yeah someone fed all of harry potter and it was surprisingly cheap so really uh, yeah um what were they doing that they fed it <laughs> the entire I think harry they potter to know how much it cost <laughs> okay yeah yeah interesting yeah if you can do that okay so th this is interesting so let's say let's say theoretically that it's what i was going to pay before for this assembly ai thing is uh three dollars an hour so as long as I can stay under or around $3 an hour, uh, yep. I, I think we're good. So 
let's say that I'm able to feed it the entire transcript and let's say that that's going to cost under a dollar per hour, under a dollar for, for a whole hour long transcript. So the, the prompt then at the beginning might be something like, I have a transcript of an entire episode. Um, the transcript follows below this message and I would like for you to uh, extract five interesting, roughly this many word segments of the transcript and give me an interesting title to go with it. And yeah. then that's just like a single prompt. That'd be amazing if that worked. And I think yeah. I absolutely need to experiment with that. And I haven't yeah. started working on the assembly solution to this yet, but yeah, if I, this is, this is what I was struggling with before of like, it, it didn't seem feasible to be able to feed that many tokens into this thing, but with it being so much cheaper now, I think it, I think it might make sense, especially if people yeah, are you putting can, the entire I can try to get the, uh, do chat GPT costs. I saw it on Twitter, so I don't know if I'll be able to find this, but, um, no, I definitely can't find it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's cool $4 and 30 cents to process all seven Harry Potter books. $4 and 30 cents for all seven books. Which is oh. probably over a hundred hours of, if you're, we're talking. Oh my goodness. So we're talking like 40 cents an hour. Four cents an hour. Did I do that? Wait, $4 that for a hundred hours. And then we go to 10 hours. No, yeah, you're right. Four cents, four okay. cents an hour. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I think that makes it pretty clear then. This is so much cheaper and this is GPT. Like this is the, the as far as I can tell, the cutting edge of all the stuff. Oh, uh, this is very interesting because now this, this gives me like, if I can implement this quickly, I feel like this gives me a competitive advantage over everyone. Like I've, I've now leapfrogged them yeah. in, in terms of templating, which I want to talk about later. And uh, I've, I've leapfrogged any technology that was using AI to do this because this has been available for like, what, a couple days and I haven't yeah. done it yet. So like, I'm going to be doing it from scratch yeah. on, this, on this new platform. You can also totally write a tweet thread or a blog post about it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Get people interested. Oh yeah. Cause this is like the, the latest, coolest thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm absolutely going to put a lot of work into making this. And even if it doesn't work, like I've, I've done the tweet thread and then at the end of it, I can say, but this doesn't quite work as well as this other thing. And so that's what I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't work, that is almost an even better tweet thread. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about this. This comes off of a wave also of like, I, I had a, a deep emotional insight this last week about the, the way that I do work. And then that led into a breakthrough I had technologically. Uh, so those are the, the two things I want to talk about today. Um, cool. So the, the first one I noticed, I, so I, I had gotten this to-do list from this customer who's like actually using the thing of the basic things that they needed to do to be able to use it. And it was like, uh, I, I need a bumper at the end and I need a basic template set up in portrait mode. And I, my, I felt like my brain was on fire. Just like, oh my gosh, th this, this new awakening of I can use a remotion to do this. And if this is so much better than FFmpeg and I'm doing it for a client who has an, an actual use for it. So this is very client, like customer driven. This feels really good. And Remotion is so much better and nicer and easier to work with than FFmpeg was. So when, when I was doing clips on FFmpeg, it was such a struggle to get anything done of like to change the, the color of a font is reasonable, but you have to, it doesn't use hex. It uses like reversed hex. You have to, it's uh, B, okay. BGR instead of R, R, what RBG. So it's G, yeah. it's GBR instead of RBG. Huh. Uh, and you have to prefix it by zero X cause it's like a hexadecimal number, but okay. Colors are okay. So I, I, in my templates would store variables like 
font color or captions color or background color and then each of these would oh and not not all of those would use the same format some of them use different formats oh, um rough so for each of those things i was doing then i would i would translate whatever the color had to be so okay i got that done and then position of things was reasonable but i couldn't really change the position of uh title or captions and someone asked me like can i make a text bold and i the answer was no you can't <laughs> it's not possible um i don't know how i would do that i'd have to have like two different captions set up or something for the for the yeah. transcript it would be reasonable to do that but for the title like the, there wasn't an easy way to do that and uh so that, that's the world I was living in. That's how I made templates. So when I did this whole remotion thing, I used those same template variables because I wanted to be able to render the same templates I was rendering with FFmpeg. So I was still using those variables of uh, uh, title color and captions color and title font and captions font to, to be able to render these things. And I was able to do that in like four days, get right back to the same position I was in with FFmpeg that took me months to get to. Yep. And then I shipped all that and I sent them an email and said, hey, this thing is done and you got it. And then I felt really uh, uneasy. Like mm. I, I had I had this whole momentum behind me of like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And I have uh, opening up new experiences and oh, I did it and I shipped it. And now I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I realized that that's a feeling I felt a lot before that like, I think uh, anticipation of that feeling sometimes is what keeps me from shipping things because mm. I really don't want it to be done because then I won't know what the next thing to do is. And I, I really like that feeling of working on something that feels meaningful that I, I know I'm pushing towards this thing and it's this uh, expansive opportunity and stuff. And then I really don't like at the end of that, it's like falling off a cliff and then I'm just sort of free falling. Like, ah, I don't, I don't, there, there's not another project like that. I'm, I'm thirsty for another thing to sing my teeth into, but I don't know what that thing is. And in the past, what, well, what I felt like my impulse was in that moment was to start working on something else. To, I had an idea for another project I wanted to. Oh, I did actually. I worked on the um, the video switcher. The I, I remade the automatic yeah. video editor for this podcast. And in the past, I think I would have totally dove into that and and just followed for a different project, like trying to trying to find that thread of enthusiasm and inspiration again. But I pulled myself back come Monday morning to work on the video clipper. And I didn't really know what to work on that morning. So I said, well, one of the things people mentioned and something that I've been wanting to implement is uh, being able to search the transcript because you can't just use command F um, because I'm using mm -hmm. a virtualized list. So it, most of the words don't exist at the DOM at any given moment. So uh, let me try working on that. And I made this beautiful component that uh, replaces, it looks exactly like the Chrome search API. It like comes down with the same sort of animation and uh, it's, it's really nice. Um, but then later that day, I had a customer call with someone who... Uh, wanted to use it, but, but wanted, uh, different things done with the template. And so I was like, oh yeah, I, I can probably do this today or tomorrow and I'll get back to you and set up your account. And I started thinking about as I was going through the changes of, okay, he wants his video to be uh, full screen. So maybe I have in my template, another variable called is full screen, but that feels kind of messy. Cause now am I just going to have all these different variables for every single attribute that I'm going to make? Uh, that doesn't quite make sense. And then I had this this stroke of insight, this like the, <laughs> another lightning bolt hit my brain. That was like the same sort of thing that happened when I rediscovered Remotion, um, and that was that like it's it's Remotion now. I don't need to be stuck in this framework I was stuck in with FFmpeg. Remotion is just websites. So a template is just a website builder, which is something I've basically written already for File Inbox. It's just like it's an array of JavaScript objects where every element says what type of object it is. Is this a video or a title or a captions or an image or something else? And then I store the attributes in there. So for if it's text, I need to know what the text content is. If it's video, I need to know what the video SRC is. And then 
my template is just dynamically building a web page that's that becomes this remotion template and so i can basically do anything i can do in remotion but specify it in json which is serializable and it's very testable and i can uh oh my gosh it just solves so many problems so that's been my work over the last few days so in in i think about two and a half days i'm almost done I'm almost done like totally replacing it. You you can't quite download videos from that website with the, the new framework yet, but uh, oh man, it's like, I, I feel like there was a little blip in the middle there of not quite knowing what the next thing to work on was, but having this insight of, oh my gosh, it's a template is just, it's just a list of elements that I can define in JSON. And then that becomes the video and implementing that and seeing that it works like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. I can, I can make any arbitrary video now, including specifying the frame rate and the, the uh, resolution of the video, uh, just specifying it in JSON. Like this is the, this is the API I've, I've always wanted that Remotion was almost there, but I still had to write React to do it. Now I've built this bridge so I can go from JSON that can be user defined back into Remotion. So uh, yeah, that, that was my journey over the last week. That's cool. First of all, that's a neat technical solution. And also, it's great that you recognize what uh, makes you motivated and like, you know, pushing stuff forward. And this is sort of a meta point about what I've heard about building businesses, which is what you're going to have to do to make a business succeed is going to change over time. And you sort of have to find new ways to fall in love with the thing. Mm. So a lot of people, they start with this, you know, wide green open field of doing whatever they want and solving technical challenges. And eventually it sort of morphs into you know, solving customer problems and then eventually hiring a team and solving yeah. team problems. And so you're not there yet, but you're, you know, yeah, you always have to be watching for this lack of motivation and then always trying to find a way to re-motivate and uh, th find the next thing that's interesting. So, um, yeah. Also, like if you would have, uh, so, so you rewrote our, you know, automatic editor thing. If you would have got sidetracked with that for too long, you probably would have fallen off the bandwagon for the video clipper and yeah. it would have been hard to get back on. So it was great that you switched back quickly. And I think, yeah, there's always going to be interesting challenges to solve. Like you found, you just have to find the next one. So yeah, that's, that's good. Good insight. I think into your own psyche. Thank you. Felt good. I like the framing of that to grow a business, the, the problem you need to fall in love with shifts. I feel like that's where I got stuck in file inbox because mm. the, the problem the problem shifted from being a technical problem to being a problem of I need to figure out marketing and marketing channels and how to scale this up as a business. And I never, still to this day, I haven't really found a way to fall in love with that set of problems. There have been moments where I've uh, figured out something in SEO and that's been really interesting or uh, like writing a blog engine to, to, to do content marketing or, uh, but yeah, the uh, consistently the, the core thing that I love about doing this sort of thing is building it technically. Oh, I wanted to mention also, I didn't write this in my notes, but I just remembered. I had talked with someone at um, FE International mm. at the last microconf, yep. and he was asking me about the different things I'm working on. And I mentioned File Inbox and I mentioned the video clipper, which at the time was called Clips to Marketing. And he said, oh, would you, would you want to sell File Inbox? Like that's, that's kind of my thing. And I said, huh, you know, I don't know. It, it takes up so little room if I don't want it to and uh, just keep it going. But like, I don't know. And he was like, well, we could, we could do a valuation for you if you'd like. And I was like, huh, yeah, I don't know. I guess here's my email, and this guy, <laughs> this guy followed up. This guy, like once a week yeah. since that microconf, has been emailing me, like, "Hey, here's the next thing I need to be able to evaluate your business." And so that finally, like, he finally got all the stuff he needed from me uh, last week or the week before, and 
gave me a number that was, uh, I, I think it, it was a range of between uh, 250 and, and 280,000, which feels really like at first I read it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I don't, I don't really want to sell it out. But then that night I was just laying in bed, like, hold on. 200 that's a that's a quarter million dollars like that's <laughs> two, two years of salary right? yeah I mean, that's a yeah. lot of money maybe i maybe i should do that oh no maybe i don't know maybe i should do that and um yeah I, I i still don't quite know what to think about it but it's it's interesting to have that as a number now um this is another thing i'd like to talk with you about actually like what what would need to be true for me to sell file inbox i think right now i feel some resistance that like i i'm in literally the middle of this this uh uh serverless transition which i've been in the middle of for god the, the entire time we've been having this podcast it feels like a joke <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm like near the end like it's it's very close. It's, I have, it's not I have, it's not a joke it's not a joke it's a trope <laughs> you, know, you know it's been repeated yeah. so many times it's now a trope <laughs> but i have customers on the new platform that are currently using it like the the only thing stopping me from transitioning people over is just transitioning them over like if, if i pick this up as my main project i could i could start doing this today um and in th when i was seriously considering selling it i wrote down all the different services i would need to transition over and right now there's a lot of the infrastructure running on aws which is tricky because now i also have a lot of infrastructure running uh for the video clipper on aws and i've heard from a talk patrick mckenzie gave years ago uh, when he sold the bingo card creator that that was a really tricky part for him of prying apart the the like mm. you have to be able to hand over an amazon account when you sell the business and i couldn't do that right now i'd have to make a new amazon account and then switch over the resources and i, I think that's difficult to do and uh it, it was like uh, i don't know a total of something like 10 services that i'd need to transition over and probably five or six of those are things that i've intermingled with other things but if i can transition over to the serverless infrastructure that takes out like eight of those resources and now it becomes a firebase project where i know the the way to transition that over is you just add someone else to the project you switch over the billing account and then you take yourself off the project like i could do that in five minutes and then there's a handful of other things like user list and uh uh the way to send emails but that could also get get transitioned over so it also seems like the on the critical path to selling the business it would still make the most sense to uh do the serverless transition and i'm also mindful of if someone was buying this business, do you want to buy the business that has this crusty Rails app that's been chugging along, that hasn't been updated very much, but that has been working for nine years? Or do you want to buy the one that the developer like totally rewrote that still has some rough edges that you need to figure out? And it's on this infrastructure that, I don't know, maybe maybe the buyer... I, I depend on the buyer, I guess. If the buyer's more familiar with Firebase, I'm sure he would prefer the latter. Um, but I... I um, I'm not quite sure what I'm asking, but uh, yeah, there are there are many things that I could talk about here. Uh, the first is, uh, have you ever heard that thing where if you if you're undecided, flip a coin, and before it, you look at it, uh, you'll know the answer. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you: in the next week, are you going to work on file inbox? No. In the next month, are you going to work on file inbox? Um, maybe. Okay. Well, you got a baby then for for, for a month out. <laughs> okay. I, I think. I see you're far more excited about the video clipper. Um, yeah. I know exactly what your hesitation is, though, which is your income right now is coming from File Inbox, right. and you don't have income coming from uh, Video Clipper. Yeah, yeah. Um, Part of me is scared that I'm not going to be able to do it again. That that was like a fluke, and yeah, yeah. So if you sell it, you have a two-year clock that ticks, yeah. right? Um, 
so I, I know exactly why you're scared, and that's one reason to keep it. Um, in terms of the serverless transition, from a buyer perspective, uh, even if you like Firebase more, far more likely to buy something that's been chugging along for nine years, yeah. I think. Uh, you don't want some brand new thing. You want something that already works. Yeah. Um, you can also say something like, it's currently in Rails. This Firebase transition is you know, 80, 90% complete. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pay me for two months of consulting and I can complete it, or I can just hand you all the things. And yeah, if you want yeah. to complete it, you know, if you like Firebase more, great. If you like Rails more, then just keep the old thing. Yeah. Um, I think from a buyer perspective, it's far more uh, likely someone will buy it in Rails with an 80% complete Firebase version. Yeah. Then they would completely switch over. Yeah, so, that's interesting. I, I was fantasizing also no. about using that as a bargaining chip of like, if they wanted to undercut me and say like, well, we'd actually like it for the slower price. I can say, well, okay, well then I'll I'll just keep. I, I could do that if I don't include the the new Firebase thing, and True. I might take a subset of those features and spin it off into its own thing, um, that aren't currently competing with what what File Inbox can do. Uh, yeah. But it, you know, I might call it something else. The other thing I said is you seem to worried about splitting off like say 10 different services. Um, yeah. If you have a quarter million dollars hanging in front of you, you will just get that done. <laughs> like yeah. you will, you yeah. will find the energy. <laughs> yeah, like that's, no problem. That That's me. That's me as an engineer complaining. <laughs> that's that's yeah. not me as a CEO being like, no, just get it done. Like what's, yeah. what's yeah. the problem? It'll take, a few, it'll take a few days and then yeah. you get paid. You yeah. will do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay. Okay. But, so that's what I think. It, it, the only reason I would not sell it right now yeah. is because as soon as you do you get it to your clock yeah. right and so do you want to wait until video clipper has out, you know more than three customers to start that clock um that's the question i'd be asking yourself not nothing about technology yeah. or anything i think yeah. the answer to that question is definitely if 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 the video clipper was at was it like a thousand mrr okay i feel like i can make this decision really confidently because once you're at a thousand whatever you did to get to a thousand just do that two more times and now it's replaced the file inbox income and i have a trajectory and like so many other things in this business make so much more sense to me like i'm, I'm so much more passionate about the project and the the customers and the uh the the problem and the like this is a thing that i need for myself and i only ever really needed for myself the problem that file inbox solves uh in college and i, I haven't really needed it since then um, so I'm, I feel like I'm much closer to the problem. I'm much closer to the audience. Like it's, it's such tighter alignment. So yeah, if I, okay, I think that's the thing missing from this equation. If I can, if I can get the video clipper up to a thousand MRR, I think I would plow forward on selling file inbox. Okay. Um, what would I say that we just found a number? So a thousand dollars MRR, uh, yeah. at that point I would reevaluate. Don't convince yourself you're going to sell at a thousand. Right. I would just say a thousand is the point where I'm going to reevaluate. Right. Okay. And now you don't have to feel guilty for not selling it and you don't have to feel guilty about not working on it because you're pouring all your effort into getting the video clipper to a thousand MRR because yeah. that's when you can make a decision. So, Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay. I, I am also, I, I realize I'm a third party and greatly simplifying everything. But <laughs> that's what I need. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm getting lost in the minutiae of like, oh, how how exactly am I going to like separate out the AWS yeah. things? Like, I need someone with You'll your perspective. <laughs> yeah, I will figure it out. Um, yeah, okay. Another potential wrinkle in this is that I was recently reached out to by a mutual friend of ours. I don't know if I can say this person's name, but they, they're, they're, uh, they, they have a, a consulting service uh, for helping to grow businesses, and they've worked with uh, they've worked with people that both of us know before, and helped grow their business. And sure. uh, they reached out to me saying, "Hey, I'm offering this new service uh, that's sort of like a crash course consulting thing. It's going to take about ten hours of your time, 
uh, and it's going to help grow your business. Would you be interested in doing this for one of your businesses? And immediately I thought, oh, this would be a great excuse to work on File Inbox and like have them guide whatever the minimal things are, like do whatever they they decide is on the critical path. Um, I haven't yet talked to them and like had that call yet onboarding. So I, I think in that call, I'm going to say, here here are the choices. Like here here's the layout of what I could work on. Uh, with the service what do you think makes the most sense for for what you would like to do um they're offering this to me for free by the way for uh i think oh. it's something they're trying to get off the ground and uh that they're just looking for testimonials and like practicing on their ends uh walking people through this so amazing opportunity for me um that i absolutely want to do um and i was thinking of doing it with file inbox because like my gosh if if file inbox is worth a quarter million making four and a half k mrr if I could go through something like this and raise it to like five and a half K MRR reasonably quickly, like that seems like it would bump up the valuation way more. But then I think like, my God, how long have I been trying to do that? <laughs> like, how, how long have I just felt stuck in the mud that, that nothing I do makes sense, but maybe this will be with, with their perspective, they'll, they'll be able to point me to like the, the thing I need to be doing or, uh, that there's low hanging fruit. That's, ah, oh, I, I've, I've felt so stuck in this business that like, I, I I know of things I could do that other people have recommended that have a high probability of growing the business, but I just, I don't feel like I've got traction of, oh, I just execute doing this thing over and over. And I, I think I uh, distracted myself for a long time with this serverless transition because that was a fun technical mm-hmm. project. And yep. uh, I still do think that's a really good idea. Like, it's a much better product. And, um, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of emotional hangups. From, of... Yeah. So I'm trying to think about what advice I want to give. I, I could act as a, a uh, sort of therapist and give you very generic advice. I, I could also give you extremely specific advice that I think I would do if I were in your situation, but it's extremely easy for me to say and difficult to do. I would love if you just told me what to do. I think that's what okay. I need. <laughs> okay. Uh, do the course for the video clipper with okay. the goal of getting to a thousand K MRR. Yeah. Okay. Ignore file inbox in the meantime. Okay. Don't even think about the serverless transition because the sale is going to be better. If you can say this is in rails and 80% done yeah. in firebox. Yeah. Or for, yeah. Firebase. Um, yeah. Do that. I, okay. I see you very, um, y- you don't want to work on file inbox anymore. I can sense that. Yeah. No, you know, like, it would be great if it was better, but you don't want to do the work. Yeah. So you're not going to because you're your own boss. Yeah. And I can see that from the outside. Yeah. Um, you want to work on the, the video clipper. Yeah. And if you get it to a thousand K MRR, then you can reevaluate and maybe you sell it. Maybe you don't, you know, you don't make that decision now, but if you do this course, that will be someone else pushing you to raising MRR. Yeah. I think it's great. So, it, okay. and you don't lose anything if it caught, if it's free, what you lose 10 hours a week that you want to spend anyway on right. the video clipper right yeah and now this forced yeah. me to, to spend more time on marketing which i've i've slipped on yeah. a little bit recently I've, I've been more diving into these technical projects okay that makes a lot of sense thank you yeah so, i think that's exactly I, what i need to do i know it makes a lot of sense but it's also extremely difficult advice to take i think from your side <laughs> so well, it's, it's very easy to say hard to hard to specifically, do specifically so what what i heard you just recommend is like when i am starting this course with this person instead of working on file inbox work on the video clipper and that feels yeah. pretty easy um great yeah because that's work i want to be doing anyway that's and that's clarifying that that in this conversation i was able to figure out that like yeah i, I would feel much more comfortable selling file inbox if 
the video clipper was making a thousand MRR. Um, and it might be more. You might get to a thousand and say, I actually really need to replace the, the income to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine too. Yeah. I'm just saying get to a thousand before you make that choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's the right choice. A small aside, I felt really cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, just like seeing that number and it's not an offer it's just like this is what we recommend you sell the business right. for uh but i <laughs> my my dad uh is a doctor and uh created a medical office and uh he sold his business when he retired and a quarter million dollars is like a meaningful fraction of what he sold his business for after working for his entire career on this right and he sold it when he was like uh what 50 58 i think uh and i'm so 30 and i made this i made a thing worth a quarter million like that's that's pretty cool software software is crazy yeah yeah and his yeah. business it had employees and it, it you had to hire doctors and it, it was it had a physical place that had a lease and he had a whole bunch of medical equipment and like like tens of thousands of dollars of medical equipment he had, he had an x-ray machine as part of his equipment <laughs> what do i have in my business i have a i have a login to an amazon aws account like it's yeah it's wild software's yeah. Software is uh, where it's at. It's, it's I mean, pretty cool. He also he also probably had a hundred other doctors being competitors in his local area, and yeah. you know, twenty k a month worth of you know overhead for uh, like insurance and stuff. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, very different so, business. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, I I uh, felt reaffirmed that like I've I've chosen a path that's uh, well suited for me. <laughs> like I don't I don't know anything about X-rays or doctors or uh, how to do that. Uh, I worked in his office as a as a kid in high school for. Uh, at the front desk I, I would do like reception and i hated that i hated that so much i hated every part of it i hated talking to people i hated like filing stuff away and i love every part of the software thing like fiddling with aws accounts that's, that's my jam i get so excited about things like this recent breakthrough i had i've had to restructure the videos to to be more generic and yeah i i feel uh i feel aligned as a person and that that feels really good yeah it's also easy like it's easy to get down on yourself like say you know oh, i'm not working on file inbox i didn't complete the serverless transition i'm mm -hmm. not at a thousand k mr or a thousand k one k mrr <laughs> yeah have i said a thousand k this whole time anyway <laughs> um it's easy to get down on yourself but uh celebrate the moments where you you know no it's not an offer but fe international has been doing this a long time and yeah. a quarter million dollars if they say that it's probably around what you're gonna get yeah so yeah. uh yeah i don't know celebrate it. yeah thank you that, that is exciting. That's something really cool that I built. That, yeah. Yeah. And I, I built that. I made that. Yeah. I made, a, I made a thing worth a quarter million dollars. That's yeah. really cool. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. It would... I have this I have this fantasy sometimes of like, if I sold it to someone at a price that both of us were happy with, and they, for whatever reason, were just so excited about this problem and this business and the, the people that it helps and... They were able to to carry it forward in a way that I've felt like I've been neglecting for uh, the last few years. Like I think that I think that'd be beautiful. Um, it'd be kind of hard to to see my uh, my baby go away. It's been part of my identity for my entire adult life. Uh, but I think I think the video clipper is like ah uh, creating space to be able to do that. It's not quite the right analogy. Like it's it, I, it's, it's like, also. It's like it's monkey bars, aligned. and I've like got, I've got, I can see the other monkey bar, yeah. my, so it's okay to let go of the other one. Um, I, I think it's way more aligned with your current interests and excitement. Yeah, I don't know, you know, yeah, yeah. File inbox also, I never, I never intended for that to be 
the business. Like I, I had right through college, I had this idea that I was going to start a company and eventually after, after being a doctor, but, um, it, that just kind of fell in my lap almost accidentally. And I feel like I've been <laughs> like stumbling since then trying to figure out what was going on. And yeah, the, the work I'm doing on the video clipper feels like I'm, it feels much more aligned. feels like I'm, I'm yeah, I've, I've figured out like how to do this sort of work and what needs to be done. And I know much more about the space and yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so takeaways from this are that I am going to go through this business development course marketing thing with the video clipper with the goal of yeah. getting it to uh, a thousand, uh, a thousand K a thousand K MRR. <laughs> a thousand K uh a thousand month mrr yes um and then i reevaluate what to do with file inbox if i'm uh gonna sell it or if i uh want to do something else and yeah. that feels pretty good and i think it's important for me in that when i'm evaluating that i want to i want to intentionally ignore the technical switching over account part of it i think i need to decide oh yeah am i gonna sell sure. this or not and then if I sell it, then okay, we're in separate thinking mode. I'm now, I'm now working for someone else to do this task that I don't really want to do of extracting out all the different AWS things, but yeah. uh, and, that's totally doable. And like speaking as someone who sold something and, and transferred the accounts, I probably had, I probably had half the number of accounts and it took me three days and okay. it was a terrible three days, <laughs> but it was just, it was just three days, Yeah, you know, like, so it'll probably take you a week. And it'll did, be a terrible week. Did you do it on AWS? Is there a way? Because what, yeah. what I don't want to... Yeah. Is, it, is what, that hard? What you have to do for your buckets is download them all and upload them to a new bucket. Oh, goodness. Okay. And it sucks, but there's commands to do it. And you just find the commands and you do it and then it's done. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then you just made like a new AWS account with uh, a business email address. Uh, I transferred it directly to his bucket. But yes, mm. if, if I was trying to do that thing then yeah you make a new clean aws account with only that bucket and then you do the the copy and sync okay yeah. did you move over bank accounts or you just switched like the stripe uh yeah i just okay it just switched the stripe project you can transfer a project to someone okay that's what i did if, if it's not on the same project then that is trickier okay or sorry if it is on the same project but if you have the same stripe account with different projects it's super easy you just transfer the project Okay. Yeah, I think I'll deal with that if uh, if I get there. Yeah, and, and that's something Effie can help you with too. Like they have done this a hundred times. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I could. Yeah. Okay. This is good. I've really enjoyed this period of just being able to focus entirely on the video clipper without feeling weighted down by file inbox in, mm. in the in the night i stayed up until like four in the morning just like chewing on this problem and at one point i got up and just like pacing back and forth like oh my god i could sell file inbox um i i i got this glimmer of this feeling of lightness of like oh my gosh i could just it could just be yes. gone could, I, and, yep. and i wouldn't have to think about it anymore um i wouldn't feel this like guilt and shame about uh like it, it's just done it's out it's someone else's now and they can do with it what they want i can totally focus on other stuff yeah okay it's starting to starting to feel more real um hmm. all right okay you you could also like at 4k a month you could probably list in a micro acquire for almost half a million dollars really so you could list it for way more you may only get 
two like but you said two fifty to two eighty, yeah. right? Like two two eighty is probably about right. But you can list it for way more. Yeah. So yeah. if that makes you feel any better, then huh. go ahead. Yeah. If I could push a button right now and get a half a million dollar, I'd like absolutely. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> go. Yeah. You, you probably Yeah. So I think they let you list for something like ten X. Okay. Uh, YRR. Okay. Which is yeah. Huh. If I decide after hitting a thousand MRR to sell it, I think I would want to shop around a little bit. I, if if it's not against any of yeah. the terms of these sites, like I, I think I would want to have it listed on MicroWire and have it uh, through FE International, or you, if one of those is, probably is exclusive. Do. Yeah, I think FE probably is, has an exclusive. I, I don't know anything about FE, but I would guess they would have an exclusive because they spend. They're a larger purchase size than microquire or they spend i like they have an actual person like look at your thing okay whereas microquire is a lot more self-serve so. okay okay well yeah I'll, I'll have options and things to think about uh when and if i get there but the core thing i can focus on now is just get the video clipper up to a thousand mrr which uh yeah feels good okay okay cool one last thing I wanted to mention is that Social Media Marketing World, the conference of people who do marketing in the social media space, is the week after next. So we're going to record one more episode, and then the week after that, I will be at that conference. And I'm excited. It's the very first conference I've been to with customer with people who I would be selling to and where I'm not yep. like the customer other people are selling to. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think our conversations around this have been very helpful of like uh, not falling into gimmicks of like doing magic tricks for people but just just like being there and being present and curious and talking to people and uh collecting people's information and uh getting a better sense of how big of a problem this is for people and uh trying to understand who the people are who would like something like this and i'm looking forward to it and this is the first trip i've taken where i did not book the conference ticket i didn't book the flight and i didn't book the hotel Rachel did all of that and it was a little rough there were a lot of things that popped up of like preferences I didn't know I had in in hotels and uh but we did it like all of it got booked and uh now for the the next one which is in uh Boston I think what's what's that next one called uh PAX um Hmm. I was able to tell her just like all right let's do that exact same thing again but for PAX and it's going to be probably like a quarter of my time this time to specify all those things and i'm sure i'll find some other preference i have in hotel or flight or something else but then the third time we do it my gosh i'll just be able to say ah can you book this conference and and she'll be able to do all of it so uh i man i i feel like so much of a of a boss (laughs) like (laughs) literally and figuratively uh uh having conversations with her about this there was a a time where uh like to, to book the conference ticket i was driving in the car with sarah on our way to a thing and i saw the text from rachel on my watch that was like hey the conference ticket is actually this much instead of this much do you still want to buy it and i talked with sarah about it for a second and was like does this still make sense at that price yeah i think it still makes sense and i just dictated to siri like yeah go ahead and buy it and i was like whoa that that was cool <laughs> yeah um yeah so like uh i feel like i'm i'm slowly building up to and getting used to this game of like outsourcing tasks to other people and uh i like it it's uh you can just pay people to do things for you and they do it like that's cool yeah yeah i I think i've told this story before but i had the exact same feeling when i bought a house for the first time i bought a house and there were like 
say 10 things that we wanted to fix, right? One was like the bushes and one was like the cabinets and one was like the whatever. And I was thinking about this and I almost had a panic attack because there's so much work to be done. And I was like, wait a minute, I can pay people money and they will do this for me. (laughs) (laughs) And they want to because it's their job. Yes, please. <laughs> and uh, that made me feel a lot better. And so uh, I, I see the same thing from you. You know, yeah, you can, you can pay her money and she will do it for you because it's her job. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so cool. It's weird to get used to, but uh, it's felt yeah. like immense personal growth. Because I, I grew up with uh, like watching my dad run his office and he would be on ladders changing light bulbs mm. in his office when like he's the physician like he doesn't need to be doing that like he yeah. can, can hire someone else he's like he's like in there with a, a broken printer and the printer costs like three hundred dollars or something he's, he's in there with a screwdriver like trying to fix it himself and i totally yeah. get that like i love that sort of tinkering i you know if, if i looked at the bill of what someone would charge me to change out a light bulb i'd be like what are you talking about i'll, I'll just change the light bulb myself and so so like i i I think I think I I think I used to see that as normal that oh of course this is what you do and anyone who hires someone to change their own light bulb is dumb. And then I grew into this mentality of like oh man the way that my dad did it is so stupid because he could have been spending his time doing so many other things. And now I think I see those as two different strategies that make sense in some situations and don't make sense in others. So there are times where it makes a lot more sense when you're buying a house and you you, you can spend money to get more stuff done faster and uh that makes sense economically and emotionally and from an energy standpoint like yes absolutely and there are times where uh like i don't know doing the dishes sometimes for me is kind of relaxing and like making food and i i enjoy that um and there's gonna come a day where i have a tesla bot and the, the tesla bot couldn't make my food for me but i think i'm still gonna enjoy it every once in a while I like chopping an onion it's kind of fun um yeah so yeah that that's okay that, that that's the thought um yeah. That's funny. I had a very similar upbringing. My dad, like, would fix everything. You know, he'd spend four hours on a $2 part, you know, to, to fix it. Uh, I, I am less like that. <laughs> but but still appreciate, you know, the the knowledge that you can fix the thing if you want to, you know. And there's a time and place for that. But, yeah. yeah. Growth for me, I think, has looked like recognizing that that's one strategy of several strategies. And, yeah. And getting more comfortable with uh, paying people. That's 